Hello, beautiful souls. You're listening to the Angels and Awakening podcast. I'm your host and angel medium, Julie Jancis. As this episode airs, we are in the midst of COVID-19. Friends, this is tough stuff. There is discomfort and frustration for some, loss and grief for others. And while we're not here to minimize anyone's pain, in the midst of all of it, there is also beauty, love, grace, and compassion in the coming together, kind actions, and rebuilding. We can all see so clearly now that what impacts just one person on one side of the world can impact everyone everywhere. We feel oneness and empathy for one another like never before. This is a massive shift, a global awakening. Allow it to shift and awaken you. Know that as you do, we're here for you, to pray with you, to share your stories, to shine some light, and to help in any way we can as you heal. If you'd like to work one-on-one with me, book a distance session, or take the Angel Reiki School online to develop your own unique spiritual gifts. If you want to hear, feel, and connect with your personal angels more clearly, take my online Angel Communication e-course. Your angels want me to tell you that you're going to be okay. They want you to put together your own spirit team here on earth, a team of people and resources who can help you in every area where you need support. And we hope that you'll make us a part of your earthbound spirit team. Thank you for being here. Thank you for letting us be part of your healing journey. Now let's dive into the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the show. Today we have on Sasha, and she has a beautiful angel story to share with us. Sasha, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Of course. So tell us about your angel story. So this angel story sort of takes place in two different moments in time. So one being the most current situation was just a couple of months ago, My boyfriend and I had plans to go to the movies in an area that we visit all the time. And when we got there, we saw that like all the free parking that was normally there had changed. And so there were only like a handful of free parking spaces. We're trying to get to the movies. So now we're trying to like roam around and find free parking and there's just like nothing to be found. So I said, I'm just going to get out and go buy our movie tickets so that we don't, you know, lose our chance to, to go see this movie. And when I walked inside of the building, there were these double doors that were locked. I was confused. I was getting like increasingly frustrated because I could see like the elevators on the other side of the doors that like sort of led to wherever the box office was, but I couldn't get in. So like nothing's going the way that I wanted it to go. And I'm just getting like so frustrated because there's nobody around to ask for help. But I saw like a pair of elevators with a little sign that said that the theater was on the seventh floor. So I went ahead and took the elevator up and it opened to a pair of these kiosks where I was able to buy my ticket. So I I bought my tickets. I stood and I waited and I waited and I waited and I'm looking at the clock and the clock is telling me that we've missed like 20 minutes of our movie. And I'm just like, you know, this is total trash. Like this whole day is a wash. And like my boyfriend couldn't find a parking place. And at this point, like 30 minutes has gone by. And I was sort of upset at just all of these unexpected changes in our plans on top of being late to the movie and we couldn't afford parking. So I just try to like take a deep breath and I stood up against the wall 
just looking at my phone right outside of the elevators because I wanted my boyfriend to be able to see where I was when he got out of the, uh, once he found parking and came up to the, to the box office. I didn't want him to have to look for me. So I'm standing there and I'm, I'm very calm on the outside when I'm upset, but on the inside, I can be very, very just angry and frustrated. So I kept trying to just tell myself to breathe and like none of this, you know, really mattered in the grand scheme of things, you know, just a, a string of annoying inconveniences. But then the elevator dinged and I, I looked up thinking that maybe my boyfriend was going to come out of there. But instead, there were these three people walking off of this one elevator. And it was like a couple. And then like this older, dark skinned black man standing behind the couple. And the couple came out of the elevator first. And then he came out. And I was mostly paying attention to what was happening on my phone and not really paying attention to him. I just sort of noticed them out of sight of my eye. Because once I realized that it wasn't my boyfriend, I sort of didn't really pay them much attention after that. But the older man walked past me and he said, you're practicing patience, aren't you? And I just sort of mumbled like, yeah, I really am. You know, just sort of like, ugh, like what a day kind of thing. But as he walked out of my like peripheral vision, something sort of told me like, don't miss what just happened because it's really important. And so I turned to look at him, but he was totally gone. He was just not there anymore. And there was no place that he could have dipped into to sort of disappear from sight that quickly. So just like something very quiet in my mind just told me that like that had been an angel that was affirming and just encouraging me to move through that moment of stress and to just see it as an opportunity to really practice patience and, you know, peace, like just in the midst of just like annoying, you know, like an annoying situation. And so like that night I told my friend about it on the phone. I'm like, we're talking about it. And she pointed out to me that like, he spoke to me, like he knew me. And she also pointed out that, you know, I'm not really an angry person or, and at least not outwardly. I don't, I don't really, like I said, I don't, I don't really express that outwardly and that only, you know, people who knew me really well would know when I was angry or getting impatient because I don't show it. And so for him to know specifically that I was struggling with patience and at that moment was really just awesome and also kind of like a little spooky. <laughs> but, but then as my friend and I were talking about it, I remembered another situation that took place five years earlier which ironically was like almost to the day that all of this um, happened at the movie theater. But five years earlier, I had been living in upstate New York and I was driving home in this really nasty blizzard. And I was like a mile from uh, my house when I made this right turn onto the street where I live and I got stuck in a snowdrift. So I got out of my car and we, with the only thing that I had at that time, which was like an ice scraper. So I got out of my car, I got down on my knees and I'm in the snow in my work clothes and I'm using this like ice scraper on the brush end to like sweep out the snow from under my tires and like scoop it out and just, it wasn't wasn't working at all. And sort of out of nowhere, an older dark skinned black man was standing behind me watching what I was doing. I looked over my shoulder and he goes, looks like you're in some trouble. And I said, yeah, it looks that way. He said, well, I would help you, but I have a bad back. And I just sort of jokingly replied to him like, oh, so you're just going to stand there and you're going to watch me struggle. And he never said anything. He didn't laugh. He didn't say anything else after that. He, you know, just kept standing there, not saying anything. So I just, you know, 
I got into my car. I started to see if my sweeping little, you know, effort had worked to release my tires from the snow, but they just kept spinning in the snow. But all of a sudden I felt this huge push come from the back of my car and I was totally moving again. Like I had gotten unstuck. And so I figured that it was the old man. So I looked in the rear view mirror, you know, to look at him and wave and tell him thank you, but he was totally gone. So I opened my car door to get a better look. Um, to see where he could have walked to that quickly in a blizzard, but he was nowhere to be found. Again, I'm, 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 I'm searching all over. I'm looking on both sides of the street. There's nothing. And I told my friend about that like situation with him and uh, well, with this person and then the, the man that got off the elevator. And we both sort of thought like, wouldn't it be wild if he was the same person or what if he might have been an angel? And, you know, I told her that the man in the blizzard was an older dark skinned man, just like the man on the elevator. And they were both in a winter coat. Both of them were slightly thin men of sort of an average height. And that, you know, I couldn't really remember facial features like his eyes or his nose or his mouth. But I just remembered that both of them had gray facial hair. And my friend just was like, Sasha, I think that he could be like a guardian angel to you because he keeps showing up and he keeps coming around and showing himself to you. Um, And so after that happened, I thought the first person I wanted to call and share this with was Julie Jansis. And that is why I'm here today. Oh, I love that story so much. Thank you, Sasha. You know, I've heard this time and time again from different people. I had one person tell me that they were in a different country and they were on a train station platform and they were about to get on the wrong train and somebody ran up and said, you're on the wrong train, you're on the wrong train. And they ended up switching to get on the right one and it would have taken them to a completely different place, you know, and um, they turn around and that person has just vanished out of thin air. So it's wild how much this really does happen. We just don't Mm -hmm. talk about it a lot. Yeah, because I totally, I mean, I think, I think had that little voice not been in my mind to really sort of like pay attention to what had just happened, I would have, I would have, just sort of written it off or thought it was just like a funny thing that happened or like a peculiar thing that happened because with the situation when my car got stuck in the snow, I've told that story for years and just thought like, what are the odds? You know, like this man appeared out of nowhere and then he, he disappears as quickly as he appeared and you know, that kind of thing. But linking the two together, I just was like, Oh my gosh, like there's so many similarities here. And what if, what if it is the same person or the same angel, you know? Yeah. And it makes complete sense to me too, that angels can hop in to this physical reality and incarnate in a way where their physical body is just present for us to see and get the message that we need or get the help that we need. And then they take off, right? Um, So it's not like they're here permanently. But I do see that time and time again, too, in my sessions where angels will show that they stepped in to help in some way, shape, or form. And so I do believe it's absolutely true that they they do. Yeah, I think so, too. I think so, too, because I don't, like, to this day, I, I can't tell you what his face actually 
looked like. And I think that that's by design. Like when he showed up to help me out of my like car situation, he stood a decent distance away from me. You know, he wasn't close enough for me to really make out his face. This was like February, 2015. And so this is like February, like February again, 2020. It's like, you know, just like a a similar sort of frustrating situation where I'm just like, ah, you know, and again, like my friend pointed out, just sort of speaking to me as if he knew me, you know? Yeah, because they do. (laughs) Yeah. No, yeah, no, you're totally right. Yeah, no, they do. I I think he was just like, hey, just I need you to see this moment at the movie theater as just a moment, an opportunity for you to practice more patience and practice more peace and practice, Mm -hmm. you know, seeing things for the bigger picture, which is just, this is just another opportunity for you to get better at a thing that sometimes is difficult for you, (laughs) you know, when things, when plans, plans change and they fall apart and it doesn't have to be that serious, you know? Yeah, yeah. 100%. Oh, I just love this story. Thank you so much for coming on the show to share it. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Julie. Oh, of course. Of course. Friends, if you'd like to hear from your angels and loved ones on the other side, book a one-on-one session via phone, FaceTime, or Zoom. You can also work with me one-on-one when you register to take the Angel Reiki School online to develop and use your own unique spiritual gifts. If you're just looking to be able to connect with your own personal angels, the Angel Communication online course will teach you how to hear, feel, and connect with your personal angels more clearly. Friends, if you get benefit from this podcast, please subscribe, rate us five stars, and ask a friend to listen. Don't forget to look in the show notes to see the winner of this month's free drawing. You're entered into the drawing when you write a five-star positive review and email it over to us so that we know how to contact you when you win. Now, if you have time, I want you to pause and do some energy work with me for a moment to lighten, clear, and reset your own energy. To start, I want you to take two deep breaths. Deep breath in. Deep breath out. Deep breath in. Deep breath out. Friends, as I walk you through this, I want you to use your imagination as an energy tool. Friends, your imagination isn't something that's not real. Your imagination is what every human being uses to create physical reality. How does a painter know what to paint? How does a sculptor know what to sculpt? How does a writer know what to write? They see it all within their mind, within the imagination, before it flows through them and is created within physical reality. Friends, I want you to start by seeing yourself surrounded by thousands of angels. These are all angels that work directly for God and they circle around you. They have this light, airy, warm, yummy presence to them. And my friends, they are simply pure love and they radiate their love from their being to yours. I want you to take a moment to just breathe deeply in and out as you see and feel the presence of all of these angels surrounding you. 
sending their love and light energy to you. next I want you to see yourself surrounded by your loved ones on the other side your angels haven't gone anywhere they're still right there but now steps in your loved ones on the other side greet them welcome them take a moment within your imagination to give them the biggest hug and kiss Friends, as we do this healing work together, I want you to see that every single being that is surrounding you is just surrounding you because they are connected to God and they want to help you as a soul here on earth to lift your energy, to make it lighter, to take any heaviness out of your aura, chakras, and body. In order for them to help you with this, what I want you to do is voice to them. See yourself in your imagination telling your angels, your loved ones on the other side, God energy of course is there too. Tell them what you are afraid of. I want you to be specific and explain your fears to them now. Now friends, I want you to see your loved ones and angels on the other side comforting you, holding you, wiping away your tears. I want you to see them telling you that you're going to be okay. Your family is going to be okay. I want you to see them showing you in their way from the other side that they are there helping you every step of the way and that they will never, ever leave your side. Friends, I want you to see or feel God energy, this pure white radiant light pouring down from above over you. 
And as you feel this pure love and light, this gentle waterfall just pouring over your head, filling your body, filling your auric field to the outside of you, filling every inch of your being around you. I want you to feel that as this light energy comes in, the highest vibration that is as it gently pours into your being, I want you to feel how all the heaviness within you just releases. With the snap of your finger, God takes every ounce of heavy, low vibrational energy within you. And with that snap of the finger, God turns all of it into the highest vibration, love, light energy. Friends, I want you to imagine within your imagination your DNA strand. Now the way that spirit shows me the DNA and what it looks like is if you could imagine that double helix and that within that double helix are millions or billions of doors and windows. And those doors and windows open and close. And as they do, some serve your highest health and good some do not. What I want you to do is say this prayer with me. My friends, this energy work does not have to take a lot of time. You're going to hear me say, use the snap of your fingers because within that snap of the fingers, your intention shifts the energy within your body. So you can say it, but please believe it. Know like you know like you know within your heart that you are changing the energy, the frequency within you to be pure, complete health. So say this little prayer with me now. God, please close all the doors and windows to my DNA that don't serve my highest health. With a snap of your fingers, see those doors and windows close. And God, please open all the doors and windows to my DNA that do serve my highest health. See those doors and windows open with a snap of your fingers. What I want you to do now is see yourself healthier than ever come September of this year. Daydream, visualize about what that health looks like and feels like to you within your body come September of this year. Take a moment to do this work right now and I'll come back to you with my voice in one minute. Friends, I want you to believe like you believe like you believe that you, your family, your friends, you are protected. You are safe. You are secure. 
Your angels are looking out for you. God is looking out for you. Your loved ones are looking out for you. See yourself as healthier than ever come September of this year. Now I want you to pray with me for a moment for everyone else. God, please protect our nurses, doctors, and all healthcare professionals around the world. God, may you give each of them strength and protect them. God, please also protect all people who work in grocery stores, food service, or delivery. God, may you give each of them the strength and protection that they need. For all people who are suffering from COVID-19 themselves, God, may you take care of them and heal all who are able to be healed. Surround them with your divine protection. Surround them with angels and help every cell within their body to become completely 100% healthy again. God, for every person who has lost a job or had their income reduced, please clearly show them the path to healing, safety, security. Whisper to them in their hearts the direction that you would have them go. God, for every child on this planet, please help them to receive the attention, love, nurturing, and care that they so desperately need. God, please surround them with angels and allow them to feel the divine presence of your love and warmth. For those filled with hatred, God, we ask you to transmute that hate within their hearts into love energy, and we ask you to open up their hearts to make shifts and positive changes to help them raise their vibration. And everyone who is helping with the COVID-19 effort or response in some way, God, please be with each person who needs your strength. Clearly guide them and protect them with whatever they need at this time. Friends, finally, I want you to visualize Thanksgiving of this year. I want you to take a moment of silence to experience this daydream within your mind. See every single family member and friend and loved one there at the dinner table. See them happy, healthy. Feel the gratitude of this Thanksgiving beyond any other Thanksgiving in the past. Gratitude for being all together. Gratitude for all being healthy. Gratitude for the lessons learned. Gratitude for the relationships that grew deeper and the love that is between you all. Again, my friends, see your spirit team on the other side telling you that you are going to be okay. See them helping you. My friends, God loves you. Your spirit team loves you. I love you. Open up your heart like French doors to all of the unexpected blessings that they're trying to bring into your life right now. May you go forth with your day feeling lighter, and living in the high vibration that is God. Go forth in your day, surrounded by angels and your spirit team on the other side protecting you. Allow yourself to just be. Allow yourself to live in the high vibrational frequency that is God and carry it with you throughout your day. Friends, I have to have a disclaimer at the end. This podcast is to educate, inspire, and entertain you on your personal journey towards health and happiness. It is not intended to replace care best provided by qualified professionals, and it is not a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment.